Should you sell Najee Harris this offseason? And is Jared Goff one of the biggest dynasty buys right now? All that and more this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Network. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. She is Kate Magic. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Magic. Kate, we're talking about your Steelers and my Detroit Lions today. Uh, your Detroit Lions. Well, oh, our, okay, our, sir. Our, our Detroit Lions. Our Detroit. Yeah, I mean, like, let's be honest. It's more like the universal hour. Like, yes. we are yes. all Detroit Lions fans henceforth from this moment onward. Um, because who wouldn't be? Because that team's awesome, fun to watch. And um, you know what I like about teams that I like to watch, Marcus? I like having stock in their dynasty players because it makes me feel like I'm part of the team. Yes. Uh, let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers who oh. made this season. Uh, one of the more frustrating offenses in the league. Kate, a lot of a lot of interesting young players here, but who's the most valuable dynasty asset on the scene? I don't think you're gonna like this one. I think it's still Najee Harris, but I, I want right. to hear. I think you're right. By the way, I I still think it's Najee Harris, and I, I mean, man, Marcus, like there's there's a lot of interesting players on this team like and I'm not just saying that because the Steelers are my favorite football team I'm really not but like Kenny Pickett um what you see on the field did not at all match what you saw on the stat sheet therefore did not translate at all to fantasy um the touchdown production wasn't there there was incredible inconsistencies in the past game. And guess what? Matt Canada is back. And that is my hesitancy to involve myself in any of these receiving assets. The one receiving asset that I love, Pat Fryermuth, who, I I mean, we've seen him come up so clutch. His work over the middle is incredible, but his concussion history, three diagnosed concussions in two NFL seasons. It's a little scary. It's a little bit scary for a guy as young as Pat Fryermuth. And, you know, tight end is a very physical, physical, you know, position. Um, Uh, You're right. It's, it's Najee, but. It's not going to feel good. I, I, yeah, I just don't think we're all that excited about Najee compared to where we were at at this time last year. He's seen his uh, average draft position drop by a lot. I remember Kate last year, we were talking about him being ranked as like RB2 or RB3 in Dynasty Leagues. That slipped all the way to RB8. I still think, though, he's a little bit of a sell, even despite the the, the slip in his uh, play. Dynasty League football, he's being drafted as the 21st player overall. Guys going behind him, Debo Samuel, Drake London, Mark Andrews, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, uh, just ahead of him, Chris Olave, um, Kyle Pitts, like, kind of like all those guys over Najee 
See, I I would disagree. I think Najee Harris um, just overall, you know, I, I think we saw a big kind of turn in his game when we had all this discussion midseason about um, is Najee Harris going to be benched because he didn't look like the best running back on that team despite the draft capital, despite the history. We really saw him look like Najee Harris again in that second half. He ran half so much season. better in the second half of the year, without a doubt. But like it just was making better decisions though. You, like I, I would say my biggest knock on Najee Harris hasn't just been the inefficiencies um, throughout his career so far. It's been just some boneheaded decision-making and not looking like he understands or sees the field all that well uh, in order to process and make decisions. But I think we saw that kind of shift. And despite the, the, presence of you know all of these other assets all of these other running backs like it 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 didn't matter because it was still really the Najee Harris show he was averaging almost uh 20 touches per or just uh, just over sorry 20 touches per game in the second half of the season a 17 game pace would have put him on uh for 1400 scrimmage yards and 13 touchdowns like you're going to take that all day. And I do think that the one thing that's been working for this team has been the run game. And Marcus, now we have Matt Canada coming back for another season. Go figure. I don't want to invest in the passing game. Give me the running backs and I'll take Najee Harris. Cause I do think that it's going to be hard to uh, find a running back averaging 20 touches per game in this kind of range. A couple counterpoints really quickly. He'll turn 25 in March, so it's not like he's a super, super young running back. I know 25 is not like the the range where we start seeing a drop-off in play, but he's not super young either. Um, Pittsburgh was the only team in the NFL to have the same five starting offensive linemen for all 17 games. I just don't know if he's going to have that same kind of health on the offensive line next year. And then plus, I think Jalen Warren is just a good player, and he started to earn more work as the year went on. I wouldn't be surprised if next year, if Warren is consistently getting 10 touches a game, and we already saw Najee have a huge drop-off in receiving production. He went from 94 targets as a rookie to 53 in 2022. I think 55-ish is probably where he's going to land again next year. But if he's not getting me a ton of volume in the passing game, he doesn't break long runs, and I think the touchdown total is kind of capped because of this offense. I think I would rather just, you know, flip him for somebody like Chris Olave, who is just going to have a longer shelf life. I know the position is not as valuable, but I, I just like somebody like Olave better at a different position. I yeah, I think uh, maybe that's the key here is looking to another position. We've said it a million times on the show that it feels like all running backs are kind of cells right now, like. Yes. We're at a really weird stage. Except for Khalil Herbert. That's the only one that we're buying. Yes. No, you buy Khalil Herbert. Gosh darn it. Like, uh, we're at this really weird stage at the running back position where it just doesn't feel like anybody's a super great value, aside from Khalil Herbert. Um, But it, you know, there feels to be, like, a lot of value at the wide receiver position Um, in particular. I, I think... It's an interesting point. Uh, I would probably I would take Chris Olave over Najee Harris at this yeah. point. Uh, all right, but ask you a couple questions about the Steelers when we return, including 
who is the most disappointing player from this offense this year? I think we might have the same answer. We want to let you know that today's episode is presented by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, your company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect them for uh, for free and insanely fast. It's incredible how fast they can do it. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe now to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on on the biggest games of the weekend, of course, the two championship games this weekend. Uh, and then on Monday, we have local insiders that will cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Kate, let's talk a little bit more about the Steelers. The most disappointing player this season for the first Steelers was? Deontay Johnson. Yep. I'm I'm uh, irate at Deontay Johnson. If you would have told me he had 147 targets, didn't crack 900 receiving yards, and had zero touchdowns, Marcus, I would have told you to go home because you're lying. Yep. Uh, career ho- uh, career low uh, catch rate, 58.5 percent of his targets were caught. Um, and this is a guy that should be like the PPR machine. He should be getting, um, you know, a, a, as many of those catches as you can for that volume. The The lack of touchdowns is obviously the most concerning aspect. Not that Deontay Johnson's ever been a big touchdown guy, but he's never had fewer than five, um, seven and eight touchdowns in each of the last two seasons. Um, the issue is that, we saw this lack of production in this passing game that we know is an issue. Um, Like it is obvious that, you know, this kind of big play connection is there between Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. It doesn't seem to be like that connection is there for Deontay Johnson. We saw a lot of frustration throughout Mm -hmm. the season. I don't really know what to do with Deontay Johnson. I think he's a buy. Uh, based on the kind of player he is, the propensity for volume, and the fact that it seems like that frustration, I, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if the Steelers trade him because, uh, as Mike Tomlin always says, we want uh, volunteers, not hostages. Mm-hmm. If that continues, I don't know. What, but What's he, tricky about Deontay is – how do you trade a receiver that had 147 targets this year 
169 targets last year, 144 targets the year before. Going into his age 27 season, it's it's tough. However, you just laid out the scenario. Like, is there a chance Pittsburgh trades him this offseason? I could 100% see it. If they draft Jordan Addison, Kenny Pickett's former teammate in the first round this year, and they're like, hey, we're rolling with George Pickens and Jordan Addison and Deontay, we're going to get whatever we can from you. There's just no way that Deontay is going to go anywhere else and get 150 targets a season, right? Like, But at the same time, if you told me, hey, he's back in Pittsburgh next year, we're going to pencil him in for 140-plus targets again, and there's going to be some positive touchdown regression. Uh, it's tough. I, I don't know what to do with Deontay. I don't know what to do with Deontay, but, Marcus, I will say the one thing that I think is, like, catching my eye is that price tag, wide receiver 30, um, you know, in a similar range of, like, a, you know, a Mike Evans who's 29 years old and probably going to lose Tom Brady. And yeah, I'll take Deontay there. I'll take Deontay there in the hopes that maybe that some of that volume is going to, um, you know, make up for that. But this is like such a weird range for the wide receiver position, like drafted around Deontay Johnson, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. Um, both those guys easily. Cooper Cup, like Cooper Cup's only being drafted on average, uh, like 10 spots ahead of Deontay Johnson. Give me Cooper Cup all oh freaking day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, Mike okay. Williams drafted directly ahead of Deontay Johnson. I'll take Mike Williams. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird range, but also when you think of the PPR upside, like Deontay Johnson is capable of a wide receiver one performance in full PPR formats. Sure. It's just like, it's, it's a yep. weird range. Um, I want some Deontay Johnson. Cause I think the range of outcomes is huge. I think like, I mean, just one of my favorite route runners in the league. I think he's so smooth. He, he, really does remind you of like a mini Antonio Brown, a, mm-hmm. a, a younger Antonio Brown sometimes. And I don't know, the, the potential is there. And I do wonder, Marcus, is there a chance that he goes elsewhere and maybe he doesn't see 140 targets per season like that? Sure. But maybe some of that, um, you know, lack of volume that we're getting will be made up for higher efficiency in possible whatever system he goes gets into. I don't know what you think would be a a good fit. Would you love to see him on the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. I, it's it's not a bad option. Um, but even then, like he's just not getting that many targets in Dallas, and he's probably getting a hundred targets and probably scoring five or six touchdowns. So I actually think his value takes a big hit if he goes to the Dallas Cowboys, despite maybe the efficiency uh, going up. Uh, Kate, I was going to tell you, one of the receivers that is being drafted right next to Deontay Johnson is a guy by the name of Jamison Williams, who just so happens to play for the Detroit Lions, the other team that we're talking about today. Uh, My first question for you, the most valuable dynasty asset for the Detroit Lions is? I think it's Evandra St. Brown. And, it's it's interesting because I was uh, looking up his ADP, Marcus. Did you know he is wide receiver six on Dynasty League football ADP for the month of January? Wide receiver six. Um, it's I mean it's I'm not 
surprised, but I'm still kind of surprised. Like, uh, but I don't know. We shouldn't be based on the performance we've seen from Amon or St. Brown. I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised at how big the gap is in startup drafts between Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift because you mentioned it. Amon Ross St. Brown, 10th overall player, wide receiver six. Uh, DeAndre Swift, RB9, 26 overall. Okay, I remember at this time last year, DeAndre Swift was being at worst ranked as RB4. For, for some people, was as high as RB2. Um, so, We've seen a pretty significant fall for Swift. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we're we're at a really interesting spot in his career. Um, but let's play let's play a little uh, a trade game, right, for yeah. Amon or St. Brown, uh, who was the wide receiver uh, 13 in total fantasy points over the last two seasons, or yeah, over the last two seasons, ranked 12th in targets. Um, but like we know when he is on the field, he is a massive part. He's of He's going to way out produce those numbers, right? Whenever he's on the field, he's going to perform like a top seven, eight receiver. Uh, easily, easily. Uh, in 2022, second fewest routes run per target. So literally when he's on the field, he is being incorporated in the game. Yep. Let's play uh, uh, some, some would you rather if okay. you, if you would rather. Um, how about a monitor St. Brown and a third round pick for Tyreek Hill? Who you got? I think I take Tyreek there. Let's hear it. Why? Um, I, I just think because of the playmaking everywhere Tyreek has played every year, he's just basically lock him in for 1400 yards and double digit touchdowns. Uh, and I think there's a chance, there's a small chance that a Ross St. Brown's role just decreases this year with Jamison Williams getting on the field where Tyreek is just, he's the entire offense for Miami. So I'll roll with Tyreek right now. How about a 2023 first round pick? Where would you draw the line for a first round pick? Uh, Like over under what draft capital would you say is an acceptable trade? Three. I mean, you could actually talk me into 102 as well. Um, wow. No, never mind. I take that back. It, just the first two. The first two picks I would take over Amon Ross St. Brown. Once we get to the third, I'm taking I'm taking the stud. All right. We've got multiple trades on the board with Amon Ross St. Brown and a first-round pick um, over at Dynasty League Football. How about Garrett Wilson for George Pickens and Amon Ross St. Brown? Ooh, I like that. I take Pickens and Amon Ross St. Brown. Same. Um, how about Amonra St. Brown for Deontay Johnson and Debo Samuel? I'll take Debo and Deontay. See, like, I think the takeaway at looking at these recent and very real trades is that feels like the, the value for him is kind of all over the place right now. Well, I, I think it's because when you look at the receivers that are going behind him, Right, like Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Like, we love Amon Ross St. Brown, but if I can get Chris Olave and something else, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. So, yeah. Uh, all right. We, we should talk about who we're buying from this offense because, frankly, we just want to buy everybody from this offense because we kind of think this offense is going to really perform well uh, next year. But who is the one player that we're buying? For the Detroit Lions this offseason, that's coming up next. 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's actually even better because they have so many new features that make betting on sports so fun and so easy. New customers. If you join today, you can get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from money lines to point spreads, the player props, the teasers. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Kate, before we head out, who is the one player that you are buying from this Lions team? I mean, I we say one player, but Marcus, we know we're buying everybody. I'm all in on Jared Goff, baby. I'm, I'm rolling with Jared Goff, and I think uh, we're silly not to invest because, I mean, we saw the, the production from a fantasy standpoint this year, but also – all indications from this coaching staff is that like Jared Goff is their guy for the time being. I uh, saw a lot of production on the field this year, three games of 320 or more passing yards from Jared Goff this year. Um, we saw five games with three or more touchdowns this year. He had a really good season. And I think what we saw from him is just competent uh game management like it, we saw a dip in um his you know air yards per attempt like it, he but he was just he was making good decisions uh he, I, I i don't know what else to say lowest interception rate of his career um second highest uh adjusted yards gain per pass attempt like he just had a really good season this team seems invested in him and now you're telling me we get a Monar St. Brown, we get Jamison Williams in there full time in the season to come. Like, give me Jared Goff because we've already seen what he can do, and there's probably no cheaper QB one out there in the dynasty market. Awesome offensive line and offensive coordinator that's coming back, so you have some continuity there. Uh, it's going to be the same receiving core, just with a little bit extra now that you get Jamison Williams. Yeah, a little extra spice. Come on. A little extra spice, a running game that can, you know, that's really effective and can catch passes out of the backfield. How could you not love Jared Goff as like a super cheap QB1 this offseason? It costs you basically nothing to go out and get him. I go buy Jared Goff right now. And he's still young. That's what's crazy about Jared Goff is like, even if. Even if whatever reason Detroit drafts a quarterback or it doesn't work out, he's going to get another shot somewhere else because he's young. He's a former first-round pick who's had a lot of success. Go buy Jared Goff. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yep, I'm all in, baby. All right. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations and the biggest NFL stories, Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you get the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Uh, go check us out on YouTube. Follow Kate uh, at Kate Magic on Twitter. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the football games this weekend. We'll be back on Monday to break them down and 
to preview some more teams or to review some more teams. We'll see you guys then.